Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stressed, Depressed, and Anxious with your host, D, aka Local Neighborhood Baby. So today we have a very extra special episode because we have an extra special guest. It's Dina, our fellow Jersey girl from So This Is Me Trying podcast. If you don't know about her show, please go check it out. You can also follow her on Twitter at SoPocast, that's S-O-P-O-C-A-S-T on Twitter, and check her out and interact with her. Um, She's an amazing person and she's so awesome to hang out with, so I love recording with her. So this will be our second recording together. Um, And if you can't tell, I'm in a great mood because uh, tonight is a great night for looking towards the future of hope and change and very befitting uh this episode is actually uh about our post-covid bucket list we discussed that as well as a variety of other things but that was pretty much the main idea um and you know i think it's very fitting that we discussed all of that because it finally feels like the future is very very bright and if you can't tell i am in a great mood tonight i feel like uh as a dreamer and as a person who, you know, sometimes gets down in the dumps and doesn't see uh, a bright future and tends to look at the future in a very bleak way, it just doesn't feel like that right now. So um, I, I'm very happy to be posting this episode. So without further ado, I won't keep you guys waiting with this extra long intro. Please buckle in and enjoy tonight's episode. Hey. Hello. How, How are, are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm Hi. hanging in there. I hear ya. I hear ya. <laughs> like the 2020 motto. I know, right? Keeping my head here. above water. Exactly. Just, Barely. <laughs> oh man. So, speaking of speaking of 2020 and all its madness. Um, mm. The uh, I don't know. It's just it's crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. Are you? How are you doing? Like, are you doing okay though? Like, I know that like my anxiety has been like in this weird like roller coaster. Like, I'll be fine, and then all of a sudden be like, I'm freaking out. Is anybody else freaking out? Because I'm freaking <laughs> out. Are you freaking out? Yeah, right now. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's just it's insane. It's insane. I. You know, it's this has been a bad year, you know, not just in general, but I would say for somebody like me, this is like, this is terrible because uh, I think that I am a person that kind of thrives on existing in chaotic situations because I'm really used to them. Yeah. So when everything is going wrong, it kind of matches my mental state, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it's like everything is going wrong. So yeah. So it validates all of those thoughts and feelings. But then I feel like, you know, if things ever go back to normal, let's cross our fingers, if things ever go back to normal or better or just like not insane, mm-hmm. um, I think that's gonna be just bad for like have bad residual effects, right? Because yeah. I feel I feel like yeah, you know, it's totally valid that you know horrible things are happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I th- definitely think there'll probably be like residual PTSD from all of this. Like once things do go back to normal, like people will be like, you know, still like, you know. Like, oh no, it, I think I whole... think it when I hear anyone cough from now on. <laughs> yeah. Like, even today, like, so I, like, I stayed home from work because I was feeling, like, 
really worn down and under the weather. And like uh-huh. when I was talking to like, like, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I work for a company, like I could just call like my people and be like, hey, like, this is what's going on. And like, I always I felt I had to come out and be like, it's not COVID. Right, right. You always have to have, always have to, not, to preface for the it. Record, like, it's not COVID. It's the weather. My head is killing me. I'm, uh, I was I lost my I was losing my voice. I'm Oh, you know, I can like, guarantee you, everyone's you know? like, yeah. everyone's like, uh-huh. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like, I was like, I promise, like, it's not COVID. I just, I'm just worn out. I just mentally and physically just exhausted, was just exhausted today. Sounds like a system. No, anytime someone sneezes at work or coughs, we just now, we kind of make each other laugh because we're just like, Corona. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. And it's just kind of like this thing. So I feel like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not just going to go away. Anytime someone yeah. coughs or sneezes or does anything like that. You got you know. the corona. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the and the mask wearing, I feel like that's going to take some time to to kind of fade away or, or just, I feel like people are going to be doing that for a really long time. Especially yeah. because, you know, what scares me, um, what scares me about this year in general is how much people have profited uh, over a lot of these terrible scenarios, which makes me feel like they have special interest to keep them, yeah, keep them going. Know, it's funny that you brought that up because I was, I did a little pre early, like pre early. Well, I don't even know how to word it. Like early <laughs> Christmas shopping. Like I, I, I normally don't, I normally don't do anything holiday related aside from Thanksgiving around this time. Um, But this year I was like, "Eh, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and like (laughs) just start (laughs) going there because why not? Um, And so like I was going, I was, I did a little early Christmas shopping and I was like going through clothes and I think it was, I don't know if it was like a kid set or what it was. And I was just kind of going through items of clothing and they had shirts with matching masks and I was like what the hell is this that's like, what I'm saying me out like I was like I like literally like like so they're not just gonna throw like, no. their mask away I mean no they made I all this stuff like why no I don't want to buy a shirt with a matching mask I don't why are we doing like I just and I think it was just that like hard pill to swallow of like oh my god like this is life now like this is like yeah new it just it it's still it's a new normal it's creepy yeah it's really creepy creepy. there's a store in the mall near me that is literally just for covid uh you know essentials and that's what they're called and they just have all the things that they think that you need it's an entire store with employees like it's not just gonna do you know what I mean like it's just really scary because it's like you, you have all these companies that have started their businesses and based them around this thing, yeah. you know, and now it's like, they're not just going to f- turn over and like, okay, well, you know, I guess it's over. We'll pack up. No, they have tons of special interest in keeping things like this going. Yeah. So it's just, Very yeah. Interesting. Scary. Very. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to even like, except for the fact that like I had to go buy a, a cute mask. You know what I mean? Like, right. Me right. A while to get in that mindset. And, like, mind you, like, I work in the medical field. So, like, to me, like, masks are, like, you know, this is what I wear. And, like, you know, I wear masks around patients a lot. Like, even 
there's been numerous times in my life that I've masked up because I've, you know, have been around a patient that's been like super sick. And I'm like, yeah, no, hell no. I don't want to, you know, because of being trained in the medical field, that's what you're supposed to do. So it took me a while to like break out of that a little bit where it was like, I was still wearing like N95s and just like normal surgical mask. And, you know, like a girlfriend would show up or be like wearing like this cute, you know, mask that she bought from Amazon. And I'm like, I just don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I yeah, just, it just feels a it little took me a while to like get to that part where I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll buy like a normal weekend mask. <laughs> <laughs> the whole world is your patient now. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, we've given into it, which which brings us to our sort of topic. Yeah, which is you know our after COVID bucket list, which I, I think know. is so exciting. Uh, it is. It's. I just you know it. I feel like just need a little bit of ray of sunshine and some optimism. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Everything is. Everything and feels it, like it's on edge. It does, and like I, and it's funny because I've been having like very interesting conversations with like my close friends here lately and I put out something I I put it out on like Twitter too but I put it on like my Facebook which is like more like my everyday like people who know me that I've like grown up with and family and crap like that but I put out there like you know do you think or how has COVID like or how is not COVID I didn't say COVID but like how has 2020 changed you or do you think that 2020 has changed you and I was really interested by the responses that I was getting both publicly and privately because some people are weird and they won't respond to me publicly, but they'll send me a message and be like, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, it's just, it was very interesting. The type of responses that I got, like the people that were more public with their responses were like, no, you know, like nothing's changed me. I'm rock solid. You know what I mean? Like this, this level of arrogance. And then some people are like, yeah, you know, it, it totally has, um, and I've just been having these, those conversations of like, you know, um, what have you learned from this? And like, what will you do differently now? Like when it's over, you know, when we finally get the, okay, guys, all clear, you can come out from the holes now. And like, what would you do differently type of, you know what I mean? Like, it made me learn not to take things for granted. I, there's a lot of aspects in my life, uh, like just daily things where like, you know, I don't even know what it's like to like be able to go out with like, you know, like let's say prime example, my husband, like we used to go to target a lot or like go, you know, like that would just be something we would do, like go grab coffee and go just go peruse around target or, you know, just things like that. And we don't do those things anymore because we don't take the kids out in public very often anymore. And it's like, well, one of us is, one of us me being me <laughs> like you know I'm like well I'm gonna go get coffee and go to Target and I wish that you would come along but you know we have a little one that we're like still really we can't put a mask on him you know what yeah. I mean so it's mm-hmm. like, well you know one of us has got to stay behind and one of us has got to go do what we got to do or get the things that we've got to get and I think that's something that I now will never take for granted again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really miss just like having that sort of like, oh, you know, like, or the, the, the freedom of just getting up and going. It's like, 
be like, oh, let's just go run to Walmart or let's go grab, you know, just things like that. And it to now it's just like such an ordeal. It's like, well, we can't, you know what I mean? Like, or, well, we, somebody's got to sit in the car with the kids because we can't bring the baby in or, you know, or we don't, we just, we, that's our choose. Like our choosing is we just choose not to bring Finn into the stores if we don't have to. Um, I mean, obviously I know people that do do it and, you know, that's perfectly fine, but, you know, we just kind of choose to like, if we can, con- we can at least control him a little bit or can protect him the best that we can. Like, um, but yeah, but I just went on like a whole tyrant about that, but like, <laughs> no, you know, no, but, it's, like, valid. it's just like the little things that like, I very much have came to like a self-realization of like, wow, like I really took that for granted. Like. I didn't even think that, like, you know what I mean? Just something as simple as getting up and going, like, all right, let's all, let's just go, let's all go to Target. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and, like, we can't, we don't do that. Like, we, we can't do that. Like, um, it's just, and that's, just, like I said, and that's just our personal preference. Um, yeah, of course. You know, I mean, like I said, other other people do, and, you know, it's, it's MBD to them, but for, like, uh, you know, our older, our oldest can put a mask on, you know what I mean? But like our, you know, our one-year-old can't, we can't put a mask on him. So, right. it's like, you know, we just get, it's still that worry of like, I'll never forgive myself if like he got sick, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just not worth it. But yeah. So, but like going into that, like, you know, that's probably on my bucket list of <laughs> going to Target as a family. Life. It's just like going to Target with my family. Yeah. Or just, you know, being able to do more as a family, like we're pretty active and we like going places and, and doing things and, you know, going to museums or, you know, and going to the movies, going, you know, just we're, we're pretty, we're a pretty adventurous, outgoing family. Um, and a lot of our lifestyle has been, you know, non-existent at this point because it's like, well, we can't really, you know, there's not the things that we normally do, we can't really do. Um, so yeah, just, I'm very much looking forward to like, just being able to like, you know, go on an outing and, and do the things that we used to do and not, and not worry. You know what I mean? Like just not even think twice about it or bat an eye and be like, Oh yeah, life's we're great. We're, we're, we don't have to, there's nothing scary going on that yeah. we have to worry about. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me. But what about you? What's uh, what do you think the first thing you're going to do? Like once, once this is all over, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think that one of the first things I'll do is probably tra- travel. Travel is something yeah. that I took for granted, not just like to, you know, foreign countries and things like that. But I just mean, you know, even in the United States, you don't realize mm-hmm. how big the world is until it becomes very small. Yeah. And I mean, it became like, at one point, just my room, like I yeah. wasn't even coming out of my room. So, and I was working from home, like, I had an experience where, you know, when my company ultimately, you know, had everyone go home and start working from home, I was, you know, my, my desk and everything was in my bedroom. So I was working out of my bedroom and I, you know, I, I I get anxious and things like that. So I felt like, you know, I definitely did not want to go out anywhere if I didn't have to. This was like a night of COVID. And I was getting all my groceries delivered. I wasn't leaving the house. 
And I was just staring at a computer screen and I didn't want to worry about everything that was going on in the world and all the deaths that were being reported and all yeah. this stuff. So, and all the lockdowns and things like that. So I was just focusing on work. And <laughs> the, the great thing for me, as I work for this uh, tech company, you know, um, that builds apps and websites and things like that, there was a lot of work to do. So I yeah. would start my day at like 7 a.m. And not end my day until like 1130 p.m. Wow. So it was just like, and I was working myself like to the, and then I would just, after that, you know, I might turn on some Netflix, but, you know, more often than not, I would just go to sleep, wake up and do the whole thing all over again. And yeah. then, you know, um, and I just have, my, and I did that for like months. And so, wow. you know, I just, it just was like, you know, it's a kind of a little bit of a trapped feeling too. Yeah. So I don't know. I just really, and then on top of that, I live in a state that, you know, where my family doesn't live, uh, mm -hmm. they live in another state. So yeah. when everything shut down um, and they're like, no, you can't leave. Nobody's coming in. Nobody's getting out. It was kind of like, oh shit, you know, really separated from my people yeah. and, you know, not being able to see them or anything like that for the foreseeable future at the time. Like you just didn't know. So it, that was also a thing for me because I was like, hmm, where do I want to be trapped? <laughs> yeah. Not here. Exactly. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, overall, it was just it's just kind of like travel. I want to, you know, go more places for sure. And, um, you know, I also I also just want to like move to where I want to live. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Instead of, you know, if I want to be somewhere where if I, where if there's a lockdown, I don't feel, you know, like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna be stuck here. <laughs> yeah, I, that was like, that was very much like for me too. like, I mean, because this all really started what did it like really started to like, you know, escalate in March on um, we had decided in February that we were just because we were like a, we were living out in the mountains and we were kind of we were really secluded away from everybody for before any of any of the world got turned upside down on its head we were already in this like weird isolation <laughs> level yeah <laughs> we you know that we had found ourselves in unintentionally um but you know we had moved so far away from all of our family and friends and we were in the middle of the blue ridge mountains in the middle of nowhere and we had just decided like the beginning of February after we had had like a really rough start to the year um, that we're just going to move back home. And um, so I started interviewing for different um, hospitals and, and practices out here. And um, my husband, uh, he works in social services, so he was able just to kind of his was a little bit easier than mine he didn't really have to like do he, I mean he had to do the legwork but he kind of like all he really had to do was make a phone call and they kind of were like all right cool we can just get you moved back over to this city type of deal and um so I just remember like um you know we were in the midst of like moving like we're like you know in the middle of and at the at the very beginning of a pandemic um we were fortunate enough by the, you know, I mean, obviously, like, there was, like, two weeks of, like, we didn't really go very far. I ended up having some leftover 
FMLA time off with my job because I just had a baby back in October. Um, so I decided to like, we just decided as a family for two weeks, we were just going to kind of shut it down and, and <laughs> isolate because, you know, at the time we didn't really, we didn't know what was going on. We were scared. We were like, well, if we're going to quarantine and, and be locked down for a couple of weeks, we might as well just be quarantined and locked down there. And I mean, we literally were like for, you know, one of us would leave to go pick up our groceries and, you know, we would, we couldn't have anything delivered, but we'd have to go drive and just go pick it up. Um, but yeah, like, but then we just, and then we were moved and then we moved. <laughs> so I'm fortunate enough that like at the height of it, we were already back in the area with like family and friends and things like that, even though we weren't really seeing anybody just to kind of have that comfort of like, you know, like, okay, like things are closer you know what I mean? Like if something happens, like we're closer to a hospital and we're closer to doctors and, you know, like that sort of thing. Um, so, but it was odd. It was odd to like buy a house during the midst of a pandemic and, and have to go through all that. Um, you know, I, it, it was weird because like when we first were came and like saw our house and met with our realtor and we went all around, you know, the whole area looking at all these different houses and you know at the time like you know it had just everyone was it was like it was still kind of like tongue-in-cheek like people were talking about it but nobody was really taking it seriously yeah Um, and then like coming back and like we literally had to sign our like closing paper like paperwork like we literally had to close on our house while sitting in our car because we weren't allowed to go into the realtor's office (laughs) to like close the day that we closed on our house it was just like that like night and day scenario of like we were literally just here like you know three weeks ago four weeks ago and you know the world was not like this and then we come back and it was just you know the world got turned upside down and um I feel really grateful like you know I I for me like going through all of this like I got a new job and I got a really good job but so you know, while, and I, I, there was part of me that kind of felt not, I mean, I I felt bad in some way because so many people were getting laid off and here I was like, Oh, I just got this new killer job. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I was like, okay, like, this is so weird to me, you know, like, it's just, you know, I'm just fortunate enough that like I had a career in the medical field and the medical field ain't going out of business. And so, so, especially, you know, right now with everything going on um you know just but it's weird because like you know even then like they delayed bringing me in which was fine because we were moving and you know things like that I wasn't it I wasn't um that I I wasn't in a rush to start you know what I mean like I was I was ready to start but I wasn't in a rush to start I was just you know whenever the y'all were ready they were ready for me I, I was ready to work but like they kind of pushed me back because they had the, you know, they had shut down surgeries for like a whole month. They were all in the, like no elective surgeries were allowed to be done. Um, only, you know, only emergent stuff. So like, so my office essentially like they hired me and then they shut down for a whole month. <laughs> like it was like the weirdest thing. And, um, so they, you know, none of them were in the office for like a whole month after I got hired. <laughs> so <laughs> that, like go and then having to go through like all that HR stuff, like 
people are working remotely and like you know what I mean like it was just such a weird experience in general like going yeah. through like you know especially going through two semi pretty major things buying a house and starting a new job in the midst of a pandemic and I was like this is so bizarre like I just and I it just took me a while to process some of it I, it's not even like I was naive it was just like I don't I've never gone through this before, so I don't really know how to react. You know what I mean? Like, it was just one of those things where it was, like, people probably thought I was, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, for me, it feels like a, it feels like a, I'm watching, like, a season finale yeah. of, like, a really dramatic show. That's what it really feels like. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, you know, yeah. you get all to the height of it and, it's just like the writers are seeing how far they can like really take it and killing <laughs> yeah. off the characters that you love and just leaving you on cliffhangers and stuff. Yeah. That's really what it feels like all around. It does. Um, <laughs> That's a really good description of it. Yeah. It's this, so weird. It is weird. It is weird. But um and I think that's what's, what drives everybody crazy about it. Because I feel like once you get to that season or series finale or whatever you want to call it of a show, just as an analogy, it's like you can do anything, you know, all of a sudden the <laughs> yeah. rules are thrown yeah. out. You can do anything. This is your only chance, you know? Yeah. And so, and that's what it feels like. I feel like everybody's running on that high of like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a lot of, I mean, even towards like, you know, like Halloween was not obviously not that long ago and we had made the decision. I pretty much like said, like, listen, I'm going to throw a party, like not a big party, not anything crazy, but I really miss my friends. And, you know, I, I will do it safely. We'll do it outside. You know, we're not going to have a bunch of people in the house. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody can spread out. We have a pretty decent backyard. Um, But I threw a pumpkin carving party and we got a outdoor movie projector. And I was like, you know, I just want to like feel normal for a minute. Like I just need that. I'm craving that. And I, I invited like a handful of friends and didn't invite many people. Um, And I really honestly didn't think anybody was going to show up. And like, I, I saw friends that I haven't seen in like two years just because of us moving and life and and things like that. And like, just to have that like connection again, like just to see somebody you haven't seen in a long time and just be like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm a hugger. Like, I don't fucking care. I'm a hugger. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know, and it was, it was just nice to like feel normal again everybody had a great time you know um like I said it was it was very it was very small we I can throw some I'd have we can throw some big parties so this was like you know it was literally only like maybe less than 10 people but like it was just one of those things where it was just nice to like feel that to feel that sense of normalcy and just kind of like forget it for a night. I I just had gotten to a point where I was like, fuck it. Like I cannot, you know, if, if, if only, you know, if it's only just for a night, you know what I mean? Like, I just want one night to just feel normal. Like I just need it. I, I need to just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I just needed that. I just needed to see my friends that I hadn't seen. And I just needed to have those connections face to face. I mean, 
it's it's wonderful to talk some, to someone on the phone or through Skype or you know FaceTime or you know texting or whatever but like to have that face-to-face interaction with someone you hadn't seen in a while it's just you know there's nothing else in the world and um but it was great I mean everybody was fine and I was just holding my breath I'm like well we'll find out if we're all if anybody's got COVID in a couple of days I guess you know (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know but knock on wood everybody was fine like everybody had a great time like you know, I had friends, you know, text me and message me and be like, man, like, I, that's exactly what I needed. Like, I just needed to feel normal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like by October, everybody was like, uh, everybody was staring at the edge. Like, oh my, you know what I mean? Like, I could just feel it. Like, I could just feel it around me. And I was like, I just need to like, you know what? YOLO at this point, because... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, you it's, know, it, like, it, why not? You know, why not? Why? Yeah. Uh, wait, it's just crazy. Because um, I remember one of the moments that was really real to me this year was one of my good friends, you know, he, uh, he's an avid traveler. And he, you know, he always has a good time. And he always posts these like amazing pictures on Facebook. And I don't know. So I'm, I always just periodically will look at his page because mm-hmm. he always has these cool pictures. But obviously with COVID going on, you know, everybody's staying home and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, one day I see uh, a post from him and it was, you know, about his dad who had been fine, you know, like a week before. And then all of a sudden, you know, got sick. And went into the hospital, and then a week later, he had passed away. Yeah, that's from sad. COVID. And you know, they once they went into the hospitals, like really, it was like yeah. April. So once they went into the hospital, it was like you know, no visitors, and like they, you basically yeah. never saw his father again. So sad. So yeah. yeah, it was like super sad, and it just made the whole thing really real to me. Yeah. Like not that it wasn't real, you know, for the duration of the whole thing, but it just was like so so much closer. And yeah. all the people that lost people, I mean, it, sh- yeah. it, it, it just put a lot of things into perspective. So in a sense, it's like, you know, you have two things, you know, you want to be safe and uh, not, you know, do anything to like exacerbate the situation or cause yeah. harm to yourself. But on the other hand, it's also like, <clears throat> you know, there are people that, you know, they'll get sick and, and unfortunately things will happen. You might n- yeah. never see them again. So it's like, that's the terrifying thing about all of it. I mean, I, I, I have a a good friend of mine that I went to college with that lives up, you know, in Pennsylvania and he lost his mom to COVID. Um, I've had two, two good friends, both be hospitalized. They're both in their thirties. Luckily they both pulled, pulled through and they're perfectly fine, but they were both, you know, I've, I've had two friends that had to be hospitalized um, and they were pretty young, you know, like my age or younger. Um, and then I had like a distant cousin that got sick and was in the hospital with it too. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely, and I, I've been exposed to it. I've, I've literally had a patient in my office who was asymptomatic, was barely wearing her mask correctly and you know I I schedule surgeries and I have to one of the things that we have to do is we have to set the patients up for COVID testing so it's mandatory that before they go in for any sort of procedure they have to be tested for COVID and she came back positive 
Um, and you know, it's just in that fear of like, I had to literally get on the phone with her and be like, are, you know, like, do you have any symptoms? Like, you know, I, cause I have now I'm flagged with my job and now I have to go for this whole thing. And it's such a pain in the neck. And you know what I mean? It's like, we get flagged and then we have to go get screened. And then we, you know, like this whole pre-screening process. And then depending on they do this whole scale of like how long we've been exposed is versus whether or not we're a threat. Um, and I've had to go through that screening like more times than I've ever wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, luckily I've always gotten, you know, like you're at low risk, you're fine. Um, but you know, one time, like, I mean, I literally was, I got sent home because I got exposed to somebody and it was like right at the brink before they really started to do, I luckily I work, I work for a medical school that does a lot of research. So they've conducted their own research and their own really effective screening method that I, I, I find to be very, very fascinating, um, because they've detected that it, it's not so it's you know, it's, it's a matter of time versus ex- it is, ex- is exposure. It's like, if you've been, say if you and I are in the same room and one of us has COVID, I mean, they've, they've done all these, they've done all these tests so recently. And it's just really fascinating to me, but like, you know, they've determined that if you've been exposed to 15 minutes continuously over, you know, in a, in a period of time by somebody who's, who has it, whether they know it or not, that is when they get worried now like it's it's interesting but the the time frame is 15 minutes so and it's 15 minutes of continuous exposure so that means that you've got to be face to face with that person for a solid 15 minutes and they got to be all up in your face um in order for thank goodness i don't talk to people yeah to be yeah to be an issue um and luckily every time that i've been exposed it's it's been under 15 minutes and you know because everybody's supposed to be following proper ppe protocol what what they call it um you know i always you know they've kind of been like all right you're all right you know obviously if you start getting sick you need to you know contact us immediately but so knock on wood, but yeah, I mean, I've had to go through, and it's scary, you know, like to get that. I've, I literally have gotten home and gotten a phone call from occupational health and be like, Hey, you were exposed. I'm like, Oh, great. Cool. Awesome. Fucking fantastic. You know, <laughs> and, like, I, you know and then telling somebody who's got an anxiety disorder that you're like, Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. I just want to crawl in a hole and die. Like I just, yeah. you know, it, it terrifies me, you know, and for a while, like, for a while I struggled I'm not gonna lie like the first half of the year like I would be scared to come home I I would be so nervous that like especially when I was working in the hospital and when it all was first breaking out like I would I would I worked second shift I would come home super late at night so I you know wasn't having direct contact with my kids which was fine but you know I like, you know, that was sad in itself because I felt like I never saw, I never even saw, like, felt like I didn't see my kids. You know what I mean? It was just like this weird, I come home and we had a mud room and I, my, my husband is sweet, sweet and loving as he is. He would leave my like PJs or sweats or, you know, stuff to change into, um, out. And like, he would leave a bag out and I would literally have to take my shoes off outside 
spray them with Lysol, leave them out there for the night. I'd have to take my scrubs off, <laughs> you know, throw them in the bag, you know, leave them to the side. So I could literally, I could throw them and wash them in hot water, you know, the next morning. Um, and it, I just had to go through it, it. It was really, it really was traumatizing for me at one point. You know what I mean? It was really, it really did wear me down. Um, because it just, you know what I mean? Like that was just a lot for me. Like I, I just, I felt like I was like a ticking time bomb. You know what I mean? Like, am I going to be responsible for somebody else getting sick? Am I going to come home? Am I going to be exposed at work and come home and give it to my kids? You know what I mean? Like it was Mm -hmm. just, or give it to my husband or, you know, or it just was a lot. (laughs) It was like, you know, and a lot of people like don't, you know, healthcare workers where we were all like everybody's favorite people for a while and all that's kind of faded off but I mean I know some people that have really gotten fucked up by all of this you know what I mean like having to be on the COVID unit all night and like having especially in the very beginning when we didn't have a lot of information to work with we were literally told like it was on our shoes it was in our hair it, it, it we had to wear you know hairnet coverings and 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 face shields and face masks all night and be literally like suited up. You know what I mean? Like I, I was fortunate enough where I had my, I had my own office, so I didn't have to go out um, very often on the floor. But if the second I had to walk on the floor, you know, and we were, I sometimes would have to like assist like the ER doctor doctors and, you know, I'd have to like completely hazmat out. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like it terrified us. I mean, it really did a, a toll on a lot of my co a lot of coworkers that I worked with. Um, it's eased up a lot more now that we have more information and we're like, okay, like we don't have to lice all our shoes every day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, but I still like every time I have a patient in my office, like the second they, they, I try to like, I'm a very proficient person. So I try to like time out under 15 minutes with people in my office. So I pre-fill out paperwork before I even call them back. I, you know what I mean? Like I have this whole routine because I'm like, nope, you got 15 <laughs> minutes to get the fuck out. <laughs> and they probably think that I'm rushing them, but I'm just like, I'm just very proficient like that. I'm like, okay, I already got your date. If you don't want that, I've got a backup. Like I do all of the, I do all the heavy, the work. So the less time you're in front of me, the better. Yeah. Um, but even when they leave, the girls that work laugh at me because, you know, I'll be in there. I'll, I'll aerosol the air, just making sure. Uh, and I'll wipe, I wipe everything down and I let my office air out for a few minutes before I go back in. Um, you know, it's just, that's just me being OCD and having no. An I have disorder. I have like COVID guilt when it comes to that stuff because it's mm-hmm. like I I every time someone you know comes up to me or talks to me or anything like I'm like immediately with like the hand sanitizer and the spray, yeah. but I have to do it after they leave because I kind of feel guilty. Like I, I feel yeah. like I'm being rude, but it's literally in the middle of a pandemic, so yeah. I know that I'm not being rude but I still yeah. feel the need to like wait until they leave and then do all that. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Yeah. I, um, yeah I, I've always been that way. Like I even, I mean, I worked in the, I've been, you know, in the medical field for a long time. And so I worked when we had the Ebola outbreak and I just remember like, I mean, 
my like my like floor manager had to like get after me she's like enough with the sick like because you're like she's like you can get sick if you keep doing I'm like I I just was like I would I would scrub up I would hit I would we had surgical scrub on our floors I would search like I would wash my hands diligently I mean so so bad that like they would like crack and bleed you know like it was I was pretty bad I what it's funny because I sometimes I joke around I'm like I don't know if I have the right personality to be in the medical field <laughs> like, I just, you know I but you know I mean better safe than sorry I mean shit I mean I would joke around and like especially when the Ebola thing was going I'd be like not today Ebola not today <laughs> not that's no. hilarious like, and that was nothing compared to like this. yeah this is like, it's so funny like I think about like you know the Ebola outbreak and they terrified on that us on that like they were pretty much like I mean this crazy information was coming out on that and I just you know I thought that was scary <laughs> They made that shit out, make it out like that was going to be like, like this was the dawning of the zombies apocalypse about to happen. Like that's how terrifying they made Ebola out to be. Um, so, but yeah, well, we dodged that bullet, but <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, maybe, uh, you never know. Mm. Things can always get worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what, what else is on your bucket list? Go to a concert. I cannot wait for like live music again. I just Definitely. cannot wait. I I had so many concerts lined up for this summer and all of them got canceled or postponed. Um, and I'm just super bummed out about it. I was finally going to go see um, two. I, I have like I, I'm. I have like a whole like concert bucket list and I had two people that I was crossing off my list this summer, which was going to be Alanis Morissette and Tegan and Sarah. Nice. And I was super stoked for both of them. And you know, both that neither one of them happened. Um, so hopefully next year, that's like my, that's one of my biggest, I cannot wait to go to a fucking concert or I, I love music so much. And like, I, I normally at, during the summertime, I normally plan out at least two to three concerts to go to um, maybe more depending on like, you know, who, if there's who, who's out. Um, I just love concerts so much. It's just something I really enjoy. So yeah. Cannot wait to go to a concert. That's a good, one. That's a good one. I think like you're right. And uh, I'm sure a lot of artists are hurting, you know, who can't do any shows especially newer ones and um uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time I also feel like you know it's interesting because I think that there might be a creative boom after this whole thing is over too I think that a lot of artists a lot of writers you know um whatever they've yeah. had a lot of time to sit down and ruminate yeah. just you know go through the creative process and stuff and and people have been making you know writing films and like you know whatever and they have all these ideas that are just kind of like waiting so I think like after this whole thing we may have a and be seeing a lot of really amazing creative projects come out of it um so that's kind of I yeah I um I had talked to um my sister-in-law she brought up a good point is that um she 
that you know the next renaissance might be upon us and you know you think of like the renaissance period of of that was the time of like you know just this creative boom of of life in general um and so it's kind of the same way like I think like you know once this is over it'll be kind of like our renaissance of like just freedom (laughs) and creative liberty and just um I mean yeah I mean I will say for the music business I do feel like there's been a lot of artists that have been putting out new stuff um which has been refreshing in some sense and not as much as we're used to but um I was surprised by the music that has come out of 2020 thus far at least at the beginning of the year maybe not so much now um I haven't really heard anything new in the last couple of months um but yeah I am I know that there's a lot of shows that are back in production so that'll be cool um Oh yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm I'm glad that it delayed the uh, season finale or series finale of Supernatural a bit, just because. Oh yeah, it know, did. It I did. Not ready. <laughs> no, I hear you. God, I love I, I love Dean. I love Dean my, so oh much. My God, I love Dean. Yeah, oh my God. yeah. He is just oh. it's so funny. Yeah, my husband knows like how much like I don't. I have like a couple little celebrity crushes, but like he knows Dean's got like a oh, huge. Yeah. He oh, knows. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> and, like, and that just comes from like it's so funny because like you know I you know I have I've religiously have watched the Gilmore Girls um, a few times in my life, and um, there was you know I I rewatched the Gilmore Girls last year, and I, you know my husband is such a trooper he'll he would sit and watch it with me and. You know, he'd be like, hey, that's Dean from <laughs> Supernatural. I'm like, yeah, he's Dean in Gilmore Girls, too. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> yeah. Because his character's name is Dean in Gossip. So I was like, he will always be Dean to me across the board. <laughs> yeah. I, it's interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, Sam Winchester and Supernatural, you know, and then he's he's playing Dean in Gilmore Girls. And then there's Dean on Supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's always, and I've watched their yeah. conventions and the, uh, you know, their Q&A sessions and stuff that they have. And that's something that, um, you know, Jared Padalecki always jokes about. It's like, I was the original yeah. Dean. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, am, I'm, that show has been with me for such a long time. Um, you know, ever since they first started out. It's, 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 you know, so many years of my life that it just is like, for the year for it to end to be 2020, I just feel like is, I don't know, I just don't want to deal with it. So I was glad when it was like, more postponed, because I was like, I just can't I need, you know, I need to know that somewhere in the universe, this show is still being made and still happening. There's still episodes that are coming out. Because, you know, there's not a lot to, I don't know, I guess it's just there's not a lot to hope for right now so (laughs) yeah yeah like a lot of my shows got delayed this year for sure um like I I my one of my favorites and that's who I dressed up for as Halloween is um the chilling adventures of Sabrina um on Netflix and they you know they were supposed to release a while ago but all the production got moved back so um but then Netflix was like, oh, this is going to be the last season of it. I'm like, what? Um, but yeah, so 
So I'm interested to see how it's going to, how it, how it all is going to end, but they're not premiering that until the end of the year. I think they're not premiering it until New Year's Eve, if I'm not mistaken. What a New Year's Eve this um, is going to be. I, I know. This is going to be a big, a big one. <laughs> I think so. I think it's, I mean, and the, the and depending on how this election oh, goes. Oh, man. I didn't um, even want to say the it's, word. Yeah. Yeah. It's either going to be like, you know, hallelujah, or it's going to be like, God damn yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, big just, time. You know, big time. I, I yeah. literally went to sleep last night, you know, and I didn't watch any news. I went to sleep last night. And then, you know, I opened my phone this morning and there were still no clear results. And I was just like, there's still no clear results. I I mean, it's getting really close, really, really close. But so scary. So scary. (laughs) So scary. Um, But, you know, I told myself, like, I'm not going to look at this thing. I'm just not going to, you know, because I just can't do it. Whatever, whatever happens, you know, let me know. Uh, (laughs) After the fact. Yeah. I don't want to go through this, you know, this roller coaster ride with everyone because I just can't handle it. Um, It's it is. I normally like try to steer clear, but I think like, you know, I I did a whole podcast last night and um, we had talked about it. And I think like a lot of me is like, you know, four years ago, I kind of was like, oh, naive to it, like, you know, no way he's going to put it. We got this. Cats in the bag. Call it. Mm-hmm. We're good. And then, like, and then that didn't happen. Um, and then it took me, like, I mean, I was pretty upset for days after that. I think that um, I think most, you know, a yeah. lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, so I think this year I'm like taking it a lot more seriously. Where I'm, you know, I and I think that's a lot of people. It was like, no, 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 no we were stupid four years ago and, <laughs> and we're not going to make the same mistake twice. We're not doing this. And I think so many people are so emotionally invested in the, this time around. And I think that's just what makes it different. Um, you know, and then you, I worry about, you know, so much, there's so much civil unrest right now that we just, just don't like need more of it, bomb. you know, and it is a ticking yeah. time bomb. And, you know, I, I did a podcast last night as well. I haven't posted it yet, but I did a podcast last night as well. And we were talking about this and I was talking about all my fears in terms of like, you know, even after this election is over, that the the fear about all the civil unrest that I feel that, you know, might take place uh, because yeah. people are just, I mean, we're so, we're clearly so divided, which is just shocking, but true we're clearly so divided that it's just like, I mean, we just are not agreeing with each other and it's crazy. Um, So I don't know. It's, it's a weird time to be alive. It's a weird time to be alive. (laughs) Talking 2020, man, this is like, I mean, it's just such a weird, I mean, I will say there, I've had a lot of highs and I've had a lot of lows in 2020. I, to me, it's one of those years that, like, so far that when I look back and I reflect on, I'm like, man, like, this year was a lot of growth. I don't – and some of it was painful and some of it wasn't. Some of it was exciting and liberating and, you know, like, I mean, you know, the joys of becoming an adult and buying a house and doing all of these, you know, more grown-up things in life. And 
Um, but at the same breath, I mean, this has been like a really, um, I think to me, this was a year of like emotional growth. Um, there's like a lot of things that have happened and a lot of things that are still happening in my personal life that like, um, have just really made me like step back and reflect a lot more. Um, but you know, it's like one of those things where, you know, you don't bleed if you don't grow, you know what I mean? Type of situations. And I kind of feel like that's 2020 for me in a nutshell. It's like, well, if I don't, if I don't, you know, if I don't go through this, you know, then I'm not going to grow. I'm not going to grow. And I need to, I need to grow. I'm just at that point in my life, I think, you know, and and I've learned a lot about myself. Like I've tapped into a lot more of my creative side. I've always been a creative person, but I feel like this year and and especially I really dove into like my creativity and um, realizing that I'm okay with being, being, being alone in that creative space. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, um, you know, in terms of like, I have been trying to, and we, you and I talked about this last time. We had writing your book. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I think a lot of my hesitation is just like, I'm not, I haven't been ready to really dive in. And I think it finally took me all the way up until now to be like, okay, I think I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, I think I can dig in and really do this now. Um, And I think a lot of it for me is that like, my story just kind of wasn't, I hadn't really gotten in terms of like writing and the story that I wanted to tell, I just kind of felt like some of the stories hadn't really gotten or hadn't really ended yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of, there's so much that have happened over the last like six years of my life that I'm kind of like, well, I'm just kind of seeing how things are playing out still. <laughs> like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I don't really know how I want to start this and, and um, that type of thing. So yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, growth from 2020 whether I mean it was and some of it was painful um and you know um a lot of things have changed friendships have changed um yeah friendships with parents have changed yeah I mean I've I've gone through that I've gone through that painful like friendship change and you know it's like you know it's just kind of those sorts of things of like you know people grow up and move on with their lives and just keep on keeping on. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can do. I I, I yeah. definitely, I feel like, you know, that's awesome. And I'm glad that you have been able to have some growth in this year. I don't think that I have, you know, had much really? personal growth. I know. I think that, you know, this year has definitely in the creative space, I feel like because I, I've escaped or I have needed some form of escape and, you know, in meeting that I've retreated into like all the things that I like to do creatively that I was not focused on in the last year, you know, I was more career focused in 2019. And now in 2020, not that I'm not career focused, but I'm definitely spending a lot more time doing a lot of creative things that I enjoy just because I want to escape into those different worlds. And like you, I, I write mostly fiction. So I can yeah. pour a lot of stuff into that and um, not even have to worry about like it coinciding. Yeah, see, that's exactly. Yeah, that's what's nice about doing. And I've, 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 I've even tossed up that idea recently. I'm like, God, this would be so much easier if I could just be like, 
I'm just going to use a different name and we're just going to call it a day. Like, I mean, like, and I'm, I'm, I still teeter totter in that, like, you know, with my writing of like, you know, and brainstorming of like, well, I mean, if I just take what, take what's there and just kind of flip it, you know what I mean? It probably would be a, a lot easier, but I mean, it's there. Yeah. It's what you want to do. And I think, you know, it sounds like you want to tell your true story. So I think, you know, that's, it's going to take time, but uh, it's, it's, I'm sure it's going to be worth it. I, for me, yeah. I could never, I could never, um, you know, sit down and write a full story of my life, you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I it, it's not. I just I wouldn't have any interest in it. I don't think, and I wouldn't be able to delve into my own character because I would just the whole time like be balling up the paper and throwing it away. Like nobody's yeah. gonna want to read it's this like, shit, you know. <laughs> and I think what, and I think that's like the whole thing with my writing is like you know I, I am an open book and I am a pretty transparent and very genuine person. Um, I mean, if you ask me anything, I'll, I'll answer it honestly. But like, when it came to like, my story, I was a little bit more reserved. Um, and, you know, what really inspired me was, you know, I had to start all over again, and coming back to a place that I grew up with, and people who've known me since I was like, five years old, and they hadn't seen me in 10 years. And like that whole interaction of like, running into the grocery store and somebody hasn't seen you and you've got a kid and you've just got a, you're on the brink of a divorce and, you know, like just, you know, all of this shit going on and they look at you and they're like, Hey, how are you? How's, you know, how have you been? And you're like, you know, you just kind of like in that. And I've had, and I had that moment. That was a real life moment of like, somebody asking you like shit I haven't seen you in 10 years how the fuck are you and you're like oh my god you know what I mean like I where do I start I mean you know I um that's a good name for a book you know where do, where yeah, do exactly. I start <laughs> exactly yeah um and it's just type of that having that kind of interaction and conversation with somebody and not really wanting to go into it, obviously, but like, you know, as, as time went on and I moved into my place and I settled and I unpacked and I <laughs> mistakenly, you know, mi mistakenly try to date and move on with my life and thinking that I was ready and just all of those hiccups of, of life and just falling flat on your fucking face and, um, you know, and, and then having to like, you know, rebuild friendships with people you haven't seen in a while or, or make new friendships. And I just found myself starting to pour out and it was just like, well, you don't understand what I've gone through. And, you know, and then when it finally, like when I was regurgitated, I was literally word vomiting and, you know, somebody turning to me and be like, damn, that sounds like a really good fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, that's, you know, and, and it just, and it was that aha moment of like, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, it just having, you know, but that's like, to me, like, I mean, I have this like pipe dream that like, maybe it'll be the next garden state or, you know, like, I mean, I just, to me, it could be, I mean, you never know yeah. the thing about writing. You don't know. Uh, exactly how it's going to connect to the audience and 
and who's gonna find it I don't know really super relatable it's always shocking exactly yeah and I think that's too you know like I I found myself in a in a situation that I didn't really have anybody else to relate to because I was 28 years old and going through a divorce and had a kid when I was you know 20 years old and had all of this life that I had already lived and not a lot of people understood that, you know, and like, especially from, especially the town that I grew up in, um, you know, a lot of people, I mean, people got married to their high school sweethearts and had five kids and you know what I mean? Like it was just one of those situations where it's like, I didn't really have anybody to relate to. And I think that's when I really started to channel and journal and write and, and, and start really putting it out because it was that, uh, that aha moment of, I hope that if somebody goes through this, they know that they're not alone. Yeah. Because I feel really fucking alone. You know what I mean? Like, I felt really alone. Not a lot of people. I had a very small group of people that could kind of understand what I was going through. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's, that's it. That's the whole inspiration of that. And one day, one day it'll be out there for the whole world to read. Yeah, and I and I will definitely be in line to buy it. I mean, that's that's awesome. You know, you know, and I and I think that's like the whole thing with the podcast for me. It's like helping me. I don't know, just helping me get get it my thoughts out. I love it. Oh my gosh, this this podcast has been such a blessing this year because um, it's been so cathartic. It's like you know, I just can come on and talk about the way that I'm feeling and you know it's just it's nice because I don't know most of the time in real life when people ask how you're doing they don't really want to know you know yeah and uh I don't know it just feels great to come on and just um you know whether it's alone or with a guest or talking just to be able to get your feelings and your thoughts out of your head um exactly this is just such it was so it's so amazing it's been so amazing I feel and I feel like I feel I feel really fortunate because like I I feel like I have such of like connection with you and like I got you know like I mean Shane like I I love him like I I just and I'm um, and Ian from Why mm-hmm. Whiskey I don't know if you've gotten to talk to him yeah at I all, have but, like, I just feel really fortunate that like I have like the three of you <laughs> no I feel the same and, exact you know, way like, I, yeah. Um, and I, you know, obviously Mike from pedestrian best and like, you know, I just, you know, I feel really fortunate that like, I have this little podcast community that I never really thought that I would ever have. Um, I especially became because of a person that never really listened to podcasts until I started making my own podcast, which is really fucking ironic. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I, you know what? I haven't really listened to a lot of podcasts myself. I did listen to, I listened to one podcast and it, it's called Eating in My Car. Um, yeah. And yeah, I love okay. that one. Yeah. And, and I used to listen to it all the time, actually, you know, before I ever made my own podcast. But I thought it was riveting because I always felt like podcasts were a thing where it had to have such a, like a, in my mind, I just felt like it had to have such a specific topic or goal, you know, yeah. and that was like more of a daunting thing and not something that I thought I could, you know, accomplish. So uh, to listen to her, her podcast be more of like free form, you know, it has a general theme, yeah. but it's like, it was so free form and she just talked about whatever. 
I felt like, oh, that would be so nice if I could, you know, come on and talk about whatever. And then months later, you know, I finally decided to make a podcast and it was pretty inconsistent at first, but I like that too, because I felt like there was no real pressure. And that's one of the things I love about the podcast as well. I don't feel like a real pressure about, you know, you have to do this, this at this time. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's why I, you know, I, I am the same way with my podcast. Like I, we sometimes we'll pregame or, you know, like we'll kind of be like, all right, let's talk about this or like, oh, like let's, you know, this would be fun if we did this. Um, but there's really not a lot of thought process that goes into my <laughs> It's kind of like, a, okay, we're going to do this. All right, go. And um, another one of my, um, what's kind of cool is my um, my cousin, Jason, who I'm super close to, he has a podcast called Cabbage. And it's kind of nice because, like, it gives me an excuse to, like, talk to him all the time. And not saying that I wouldn't talk to him all the time, but, like, he's like my, he's like my big brother. Um so it just it's really kind of like even made our our like our relationship even stronger you know what I mean because it's like well we have this like daily you know bond of like you know podcasting and we just kind of go on and shoot the shit and we just talk about things um and it's just been a really cool like you know outlet with with that too it just kind of has made me strong like closer to him um, and we just have a lot of fun doing it. We do a lot of mashup episodes where like his, his, him and his podcast, which is um, Steve, his, is his co-host. Um, and then me and then my husband now, he has his own podcast. So we just kind of do these mashup episodes every now and then. And we just have so much fun. It's just, it's just kind of like a way of just kind of releasing and just kind of like shooting the shit and like not thinking about, you know, um, a lot of the serious shit that's going on behind the scenes of life and just kind of a release. Um, and it's just, it's been really fun. It, it, to me, that's what this is. Like, it's just kind of a release. It's like, I don't, it's not that I don't take it seriously cause I do. Um, but I just am more of a free form when it comes to my, my shows and the topics that we talk about. Um, I think for the holiday season, we might be, I might be a little bit more reformed. <laughs> more structured. Um, yeah, no, I, I was like, thinking oh, about that yeah. myself, you know, about holiday episodes and things like that. Yeah. I tried to do a little bit of a spooky episode. I don't think it was that spooky, but uh, <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I like started to do like the whole speak. I had this whole, whole, like back in August, I was like, I'm going to do like a whole month of like every week I'm going to put out a new podcast and it's going to be this whole thing. And then it just completely fell through the cracks. And then by the time I like got back the motivation to, to do it, like everybody was already doing it. I'm like, well, fuck <laughs> that, <my gosh."> <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like everybody mm-hmm. else. Like, oh, great. Here comes another episode about fucking Hocus Pocus. Like, yeah, no, I did. I did a spooky episode about my life, you know, a spooky moment that I had. But it, it was it was a, a like maybe more on a serious note too, but I don't know. I just did one episode and that was about it. I think I put it out. On top of it and I was just like yeah. done with it. 
Um, but yeah. maybe for maybe for the upcoming season, I don't need, see. I can't even think about the future right now. I mean, with this election yeah. being undecided, yeah, I just yeah. every time I, I say you. it, I'm like, you know, the holidays. I'm like, oh shit, what what is the world gonna look like? Yeah. I just what is it gonna look know. like? Yeah, I I hear you. I know. I try to. I've I've been very much the same way, but I think like I did a whole like. <laughs> I I did a whole episode where we tried different pumpkin beers. I literally oh, went to our like local um liquor what's well, not even Brewery. Like a liquor store. It's called well it's called Total Wine. Oh so yeah, we can, have one here. Yeah. yeah. So I went to our local Total Wine and bought every single pumpkin beer that they had. And I'm grateful because, you know, that you don't have to buy a whole six pack. Like you can make your own six pack. So I made two six packs um, of like every pumpkin beer I could find. And I came home and (laughs) my husband and I, like we put them all out and we did a whole podcast where we were. We lit, we drank the pumpkin beer and we rated them and in between we were like sharing stories about Halloween and our favorite costume and just kind of like nostalgia stuff from like childhood um, and it ended up being a, a pretty good one so I think we're gonna do something similar but we're gonna do with like Christmas beer like Christmas like seasonal beers um, so we do have that one planned out so that I, mean, I am looking forward to that <laughs> well that's <laughs> awesome fun. like by the time of, by the time you get done with it you're like oh my god like I've eaten and like well we've tried like nine different beers and collectively it's probably about three and now I'm like I'm old lady status so I'm like all right I'm done <laughs> I feel great I you know I, I just been trying not to drink as much I think I've I've drank a lot this year, you know, for different different occasions. I remember um, when I was working from home, we did a team meeting Zoom call every Friday, and we would have a happy hour on Zoom. Mm. And so I was constantly getting liquor delivered because we <laughs> get liquor <laughs> delivered. And I would just be drinking every Friday alone in my bedroom, but on Zoom with my you know, entire team just drinking. Yeah. And then on my birthday in July, I just literally got completely obliterated. I, you know, I can't even look at tequila sometimes. Um, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So it was just, it was just insane. Um, and then, you know, I don't know, just different reasons, but I, I feel like I've, I've drank more this year than I typically would, which maybe a lot of people have. Same. Um, yeah same same (laughs) and I know the holidays are coming and I'll probably drink some more and I told and I have right you know in my bedroom actually I have champagne and I have tequila so depending on the results of the election we will (laughs) we will either pop a A, bottle of bubbly or we will we will drink the pain (laughs) away you know and just <laughs> Either oh, way, we're yeah, gonna I have know, a I drink. Bought, you know. Yeah, I bought a bottle of um, one of my favorite wines is uh, Apothic Inferno. I don't know if you've heard it I or seen it, but it, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's such a it's my favorite wine. I I I have a few favorites, but this is like this is probably my number one or number two. Um, and it used to just be seasonal, but then they the popularity of it had grown so much that I think they don't just it's all year round now um so whenever I see it I pick up a bottle because I like to have it 
in case of emergencies and um it's gone now so <laughs> yeah the emergency as has we, come yeah as, as we as we were speaking i've officially topped off the the last little bit that was in that amazing um, and that's not you know normally it takes me a little bit longer than that to uh drink a whole bottle of wine to myself but you know what? I, I, I think did we it. Need I it. did it in two days. I think... Did it in two days. So. <laughs> which, which is another another COVID or after COVID bucket list. You know, I haven't been to a bar in a while. Yeah, I haven't been to a bar in a while. And either. I have a favorite dive bar. You know, it's called Firewater. It's like our. It's nice. like it's like my coyote ugly. Me and a certain group of my okay. friends would always go there. Well, you know, everyone there knows us. We. It's kind of like this, like really dingy dive bar that only like alcoholics go to basically like older gotcha. the I older mean, alcoholic types that are like I used to have one yeah yep. so like we were the <laughs> only like young people that ever really went in there and so they just like totally embraced us and was like oh my god like you know new blood like it's just it was <laughs> and so everyone there knows us and we can just go in. I don't know it was just it was mm-hmm. it was just our our bar and um, yeah, we have definitely not been there since this whole thing has been going on. So I, I miss uh, going to bars and, you know, just chopping it up. So Yeah, I, I miss that too. And, and, you know, and I think what, what really is the kicker for me is like, I was pregnant last year. Well, not so much this year, but like I was, you know, pregnant in 2018 or no, 2019. I was pregnant most of 2019. So, you know, you think being pregnant for nine months, so, like, there was a whole nine months of my period, a period of time where I couldn't drink, couldn't do anything, you know. And uh, and then postpartum, I was breastfeeding. So, like, I really was, I even more so, like, wasn't drinking or wasn't going very far. And then a fucking pandemic happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have not stepped foot in a bar in I don't know how long. I think the last bar that I've gone to was I think we went to a brewery when we were still living back in the mountains I think that's the last time we've gone to like a bar like we've actually gone to a bar and order order drinks um but yeah I I another thing on my my COVID post-COVID bucket list is going back up north yeah um I didn't realize how much I was missing same oh my goodness same actually same like I I it's, it's it's so weird. I, I went through a period of time, like, especially, like, with everything that I had gone through, like, I kind of shut New Jersey out a little bit. I was like, yeah, I mean, I would go back to, like, see my friends and stuff like that because I still had those attachments to people. But, like, I, after that, like, I just kind of, like, a few years ago, I just had, like, a weird traumatic family thing happen. And I just was like, I don't want to go back. I have no desire to go back. I haven't been back since. Um, so just this, just in the last couple of weeks, I've really been like, I really miss New Jersey. Uh, yeah, I really, I, wanna, I really just want to go to New York. I just want to go. Like, I just, I miss, I miss yes. the city, and I just, like, I'm gonna yeah. move. Like, I just want to go. I am York. going to move. And I want to go to my favorite. Yeah, I want to go to my favorite Chinese restaurant yes. in Chinatown, and I just want to pig out, and I just want to like, I just, I have all these things that I'm really, really oh my missing. gosh. Um, like all of a sudden so that's definitely on my post-COVID bucket list is a trip up north and um, you know maybe maybe even 
even maybe you know <laughs> playing in like a whole like new I don't know I just want to get them I just really want to go Same. I really know I'm, like, I'm actually in Florida so I'm in like the Oh, I'm shit. In, okay, I yeah, yeah I want to get out. You know, it's it's not yeah. a joke. I definitely, <laughs> yeah. I want to get out. Yeah. I'm in I'm in like America's basement. It's the worst, and America's, America's armpit. armpit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's things are bad. So, <laughs> so I want to get the hell out. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I I want to move to New York. I, I just do. I feel like you know. I maybe have outgrown Jersey a little bit, but I want to go to New York and just live there. Um, and I also, I miss Boston too. And I want to visit. Yeah. What? That's so funny that you brought that up. Cause I fucking miss yeah, it. Say, I, I miss it so much. I want to go to my pastries. I just want to like, I don't know, just have a good time. Yeah. It's funny because, um, Ian from Y Whiskey, like he, I think he's like, I think he's in that area. Um, but we had like a whole Boston conversation, and uh, like I was like, I miss Boston so much. You gotta go to the Italian dinner, yeah, and you gotta go to the oh, cafe, no. and you gotta go get a coffee for me. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was so nostalgic. I was like, you I don't miss understand. it so much. Like, I, I really do really miss it. And, yeah, and, you know. So yeah. I, I definitely want to do that, and I also. Um, you know, maybe not, not like immediately, but at some point I want to live abroad for like six months to a year. That'd be cool. Where would you go? I would either go to like London or Paris, something like really cliche. Okay. Um, I would go to New okay. Zealand. Okay. That's pretty, I, you know what? Yeah. My mom, you know, had this like thing where she just kept watching house hunters over and over and I remember seeing so many <laughs> she just was like addicted and I have seen so many episodes and you know um house hunters international there's all these like people from the states moving over to New Zealand and I would always see that and it seems pretty cool it seems like a pretty cool place yeah it's so funny because to me as a kid my father used to always tell me we my father and I used to have this argument all the time I always wanted to go to Australia. And I'm like, I'm going to go to Australia, dad. Like, it's going to happen. And he's like, okay, but I'm telling you New, New Zealand's cooler. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dad. I'm going to Australia. Why would I want to go to, like. Hell I, no. The All these pictures like, on the internet of those, why would I go of to those freaky yeah. bugs. I want to yeah. <laughs> go to Australia. And my dad's like, no. Like, he always used to tell me. He'd be like, D. New Zealand is what you think Australia is. He, I, and I could hear him in my head being like, hey, that's exactly how he would say it. New Zealand is what you think Australia is, okay? And I was like, all right, whatever, dad. You know, and now, and my and my father always used to say, if I ever won the lottery, if I ever won the lottery, I'm going go, to go to New Zealand. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to New Zealand. Like, or whatever, dad. You know what I mean? Like, and he always used to say that it was always on my dad's bucket list. And obviously he's never made it to New Zealand yet. But now as I've gotten older and won the I lottery. realize now what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, shit, if I ever if I ever won the lottery, I'm taking my dad to yeah. New Zealand. You know? <laughs> like, you know that's like, the I'm code. Gonna, I'm gonna do it. That's because, the code. You just yeah. you just pick up the phone and you're like, Dad, we're going yeah. to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, we're we're fucking going. And I'm going to go see the best while I'm there because they're my favorite band. Oh, that's awesome. From, so. That's awesome. I have a quote with my mom. We watched a movie 
Coming to America. Have you seen that one? Watch this that yes. movie a lot mm-hmm. to the point where you know we know one of the lines where there's I think there's like these two homeless guys, right? And uh, Eddie Murphy's character gives them like a wad of cash, and they're like, and the one guy looks at the <laughs> other one, and he's like, Mortimer, we're back. And <laughs> and so I always tell my mom, I'm like, if I win the lottery, yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna call you, and I'm gonna be like, Mortimer, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it means. And she like just gets such a kick out of that. She thinks it's so hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the yeah. That would be fun to to go abroad. I don't want to do fun. it permanently, but I definitely want to live somewhere else for six months to a year. I feel like I want to. I don't know. Look at the world from a different perspective and like just see. Because I feel like we're here yeah. and we have a certain view of things, but I, there's a whole big wide world out there. And, and just traveling, you get a little taste of it, you know, when you travel, but it's not yeah. the same as living there. I think that that's exactly. really where you get like a whole different experience is when you live someplace. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I, I, you know, I've, the farthest out of the states that I've ever gone is to the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, like, I, I, and I'm, and that's not like I'm ashamed to say that, but the same breath, I'm like, man, like, I, there's so much of the world that I want to see. And I think, like, this whole COVID thing, too, has really, like, put that, like, bug in my ear a little bit. I still want to go to Canada. Back to normal, girl, like. You yeah, like I want to go to Canada too. Like I've never even been to Canada. I want to go to I want to go to Canada and I want to eat some poutine, and you know I want to have fun. You know I don't know. I just want to live. I've never even seen the Niagara Falls. I'm I'm you know, and to me it's just like it's so crazy to say that. Like I've never even seen the Niagara Falls. Like I've never even. I've never even done it as long as I, as, and you know, as many years as I lived up North, I never even thought to go to, you know, go, go to Canada. It wasn't yeah, that far away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was probably like an eight hour, eight hour to 10 hour drive. It really wasn't that far, but like, I mean, but yeah, I think I, that to me, like that's a, a post COVID mindset of like, yeah, I'm going to move know. to, I'm going to move to a blue state. I'm going to travel. I'm going to go abroad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna yeah. go to the movies. I miss the movies. One of part of my self care yeah. routine used to be, you know, because I discovered in college how like cool it was, was to go to the movies alone. I would go on like a Sunday. You know, like nobody really goes on a Sunday. I'd go on like a Sunday afternoon yeah. or something, and I'd go to the movies and I'd just pick a movie to watch. It didn't have to be anything big. Being out, I'll just watch a movie. And just just by myself, and it's so nice because you it's one of those places where, yeah, you can totally go by yourself. You go, you get your snack or whatever you want, and you just sit down and lounge and, like, watch a nice movie, and it's just such nice self-care. Be alone and just... And I miss it that is. so much. Like, it you know, is. all the movie theaters are closed. It's such a sad state of affairs. So if they ever do open back up uh, post-COVID, I definitely want to go the movies yeah and i'm gonna i want the whole movie experience i want the huge giant ass fucking coke and i want the yeah. bag of popcorn and <laughs> yeah 
I just, yeah, I'm right there with you. I miss going to the movies. I don't even know the last movie I saw in the movie. I don't, I don't know either. I, I, I always <laughs> go to the movies and watch scary movies. Because I just love that whole experience of watching a scary movie with an yeah. audience. Actually, uh, the last movie I the last movie I watched, but which was at home, but on Halloween, uh, was Annabelle. Com- Annabelle comes home, I think. Um, Ooh, I've oh, never it's, seen it's... that one. I'm such a baby. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it might, it might, it might uh, disturb you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I've always been, you know, a huge fan of horror. It's like a weird thing because my mom was always watching horror films, and it was one of those things of like you can either watch this or you can just go to bed. So I'd, we would always elect to watch it in my house. And even when we were super, <laughs> super scared, we'd just be like, "No, nah, I still want to watch it." So we just put ourselves through this like yeah. crazy thrill ride. And everyone in my family, like we we're all avid fans of like all things scary and like uh scary movies we just really like them but it, but i describe it as like because people a lot of people go like why do you like scary movies like you know it's just not it's not fun to just be scared and i'm like no actually it is it's like it's like getting on a roller coaster you know it's really such a thrill yeah yeah it is a thrill it's yeah like it's an adrenaline rush you know? and, and it lasts afterwards too i mean if the movie's scary enough you know it makes you like <laughs> like look over your shoulder for like a good two three days <laughs> yeah for sure for sure oh man i know i didn't really watch any scary movies since halloween kind of like bypassed them i love I those why uh, i we, love those I uh, never... marathons that come on like i like to watch uh halloween you know with jason and everything or michael myers yeah. i like to watch uh any of like I, I don't know any scary movie is really cool with me. I really like the whole uh, Annabelle, The Conjuring, the all that whole series. Yeah, The Conjuring that's a scary movie. Annabelle's wrapped up one. in that in that movie yeah. series too. So it's it's all you know. Yeah, yeah okay. it's all like kind of tied together. So I would if I were you, I'd check that out if you like The Conjuring. But um, see, like the last scary things that I've watched is like. American Horror yeah, Story. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, those, like, that's, like, the last, like, real scary shit that I've watched is American Horror Story, and, like, that, the one season, like, made me have anxiety attacks so bad that I couldn't continue to oh, watch man. it. Oh, man. Like, it just, it, it made me, it, it really fucked me up there <laughs> for a while, but one of my favorite seasons from them is, like, the first one. Um, because that's like a haunted house one, and that one's really good. And then the covenant, I love anything with witches in it, so you I know what? Witches one. really have so much potential. And actually, there's a new movie. So, when I it was so weird because, um, I, I went to visit my sister, and I, you know, we were watching just random stuff on Netflix. And I was, I put on this movie called The Witches, which I watched when I was really young you yeah. know because um, yeah. we read the book and then we watched the movie in school so I saw it and I was watching yeah. what, what is this weird freaking movie that you're putting on and I'm like oh you don't know about this this is like you know such a throwback and then all of a sudden now it they're is, making a yeah. remake and I was like see I told you like this is like a thing yeah it's on I think it's on Disney Plus, yeah if I'm not mistaken it's, and it's um what's her name yeah. playing a lead in it she's the grand witch uh what is 
Yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, my God, I can't yeah, think of and Hathaway. Right <laughs> and Hathaway. Yeah. There we so go. So yeah. that's it, that's really interesting. I'm I'm definitely gonna check it out. But yeah, I have to watch it. I haven't watched the original since yeah, I was a no, kid. No, and I and I just um, watched so. it like like September. I was like, I just randomly saw it on Netflix, and I was like, oh, ch- let me check this out. I remember this movie, and that movie actually watching it back as an adult had you know. I love the 90s because they just were so not um, afraid to make movies that were specifically for children and to scare them. It was like movies mm-hmm. to scare children. Yeah, yeah. that movie terrified and, me. And it was, yeah. and nobody was afraid to do that. And we could all watch it and nobody was going to be like, you know, no, you know. Now yeah. everybody's a little, just a little more sensitive. So they'd be like, oh no, this is not a good movie for kids, whatever. But no, this movie was like, yeah, there's witches and they will, they eat children and you know, turn it into. Yeah, that movie, yeah, that movie Yeah, it was good. Me. It was so yeah. good. It was a good one. Oh man. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, 2020, there's a couple months left. Um, we have the holidays coming up. I guess we'll see how things go with the election. I mean, there's a lot of stuff up in the air, but definitely going want to go to the movies, want to, you know, travel, want to live abroad for about six months. And, um, I want to move, you know, out of this, out of this armpit. And I want to continue yeah. writing. I've been writing a lot lately. I literally have been writing a lot, like almost every single day. This is like unprecedented for me because I'll I'll write, you know, every now and again, and then I'll just stop writing for like months and months. This has been super unprecedented. I've been writing every single day. So um we'll wow. see how we'll see how that goes. Maybe we'll both be on New York Times bestseller list. Yeah next year yeah man i always i always joke around i'm like y'all gonna catch me on oprah's <laughs> right list. i'm gonna be on the oprah i'm gonna be in the oprah book club, yeah. club one day and i and i i mean i mean that like i mean i've had some people i'm like i ain't gonna like you're gonna like gonna eat your words because one day i'm gonna be exactly. in the oprah book club and y'all ain't gonna come out <laughs> <in> sideways right <laughs> 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 don't come at me when I got exactly. the Oprah money all right remember, remember what you were saying I'm going sale. to New Zealand <laughs> <laughs> yep peace I'm going to New Zealand I'm gonna go hang out yep. with Beth you. have a nice one drop the mic <laughs> yep. yeah yeah uh, Oh man! I'm just hoping for the best, man. I'm just hoping for the best. Me too. Me too. I think we're all. I think I, we're. Gonna I be think all right. so. I think so. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure as always. Yeah, You're welcome back pleasure. anytime. Do you want to go ahead and plug your absolutely. podcast and your Twitter and whatever else? Yeah. So just check me out. Um. So this is me trying. Um. On Twitter at so podcast and instagram at so this is me drawing um everything's on i think i'm, I'm on apple spotify anchor i don't know where else i am I'm all, on all, all the things You'll find me. all the things so this Just, is me know, trying i love that i love that name by the way <laughs> yeah i feel like it's very fitting for me so it worked 
it was kind of just like a random like you know I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna try this and, and it's it, working it stuck, yeah so you're succeeding you're succeeding yeah awesome fantastic <laughs> all right have a good night that is it for this episode of Stressed, Depressed, and Anxious. Thank you so much for listening. I always have so much fun recording with Dina, my fellow Jersey girl. She's so awesome. And like I said earlier, please go ahead and check out her podcast if you haven't already. Her podcast is called So This Is Me Trying. And you can also follow her on Twitter at SoPocast. That's S-O-P-O-C-A-S-T. Go tweet her and show her some love and support. Thank you so much as always for listening. I really appreciate each and every single one of you. Please feel free to tweet me as well at SD underscore anxious. That's S is in stress, D is in depressed underscore anxious on Twitter. I'd love to talk with you guys and discuss the episode and anything else that may be on your mind. As always, wishing you a month, day, week, year free of stress, depression, and anxiety. And I love you all and have a good night.